and we are back. Thank you guys for listening to the Overachievers podcast. I'm your host, Marnamini. And I am your co-host, DJ Bo. How's everyone doing, man? We're back in my car, <laughs> recording on my iPhone. And my iPhone. Yeah, we're in the uh, we're outside my house. You know, the quarantine boys are at it again, giving you some new content. I asked people to ask, submit questions that you wanted uh, answered on the podcast, and you guys came through. The Overachievers Army responded very well. Um, love it, love it, love it. Before we get into today's questions, Bo, how you holding up, dog? Um, I'm pretty good. Um, and trying to keep the spirits up. Just been home, as I mean, as we should. You went on a, a, a romantic walk. I took a walk, yeah. He had his boo come through, <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, we'll get into the relationship. But, you know, what do you guys think about quarantining and then your roommate has someone come through and you, they hold hands? Should I get upset or should I be understanding? Yeah, I need I need some feedback on this because Martin, is, uh, he's very worried. Well, it's just like one of those things where it's like, you know, we're locked down. We're not supposed to be around other people. I get it. But then like two weeks in, your roommate decides that he's going to start, you know, being romantic and go hang out with his new girlfriend, which, again, I understand. But the whole country is in a crisis I, I, right I now. I don't know if you understand because you say you understand, but then you're like, yeah, but don't do that. But I understand. But don't do that. I mean, because I'm in a situation where, you know, I FaceTime. I could go. I can, I can hold hands with people. Well, I, I Facetime. I mean, we've been doing the Facetime talking, but after a while, it's because she lives what ten minutes away from me. Okay. So, yeah. After a while, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of want to see you in person, and I'm sure yeah. she feels the same way. So, what but I am. I am. Don't don't get me wrong. This is not like me just looking through a selfish lens. I'm very aware that. I you could be potentially mindful. I could yeah kill could, my father for sure <laughs> who lives like, with us which which is why like I I kind of deaded us not e- her not even coming over because I yeah. remember there was a period when she she'd be over yeah and like yeah, what so, an interesting I time I've away. never you know I've been to jail once for two days <laughs> but after this I could be like yo I've been locked up twice <laughs> you go <laughs> you know what I mean and one more time they ain't gonna let me out so I feel like we're all gonna come out with like. A prison mentality you know what i mean where oh, it's shit. like yo you can't you can't go out publicly you can't no, touch things you no can't visitation you know like, you can't get your come off shit. you know it's a very everyone's on um high alert a lot of a lot of a lot of pressure a lot of uh feelings that haven't been you know released sure we're talking about Bo's dick in this situation. Boy, why are you talking about my dick? <laughs> well, bro, the people, this is what they, they legitimately asked. All right, we're going to go into the questions. All right, so I'm going to start with, mm, let's see. We're going to start with one question. Sure. Um, this is from, this is from Brenda. She emailed us. She says, hello, Quarantina Meanie. We need your sadness to cheer us up. I have suggestions, and I hope you find it somewhat helpful. Please pull Bo in on some of this. Okay, okay so she says, I know you moved to L.A., a town that has a reputation for having a pretty unsavory social culture. I want to know if you feel this to be true. What do you do to keep you grounded and not forget about the cloth you're cut from? Interesting. This is a great question 
that I, you know, um, I think my response has changed since this crisis has happened. Well, I don't know. Um, I think I had an upper upper hand going to L.A. after being in D.C. doing comedy for eight years, then moving. Whereas, mm. like, um, there might have been a time if I would have moved a little bit earlier, I might have been a, a lot more insecure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, I think I've said this before, but um, I could say, honestly, I just got to a place in my comedy career where I don't feel like I got to, like, chase anyone or 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 meaning like i don't need someone's validation who is more famous than me right and um i think that comes from uh hard work and 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 knowing who you are as a person i think that just that just comes with time uh and a lot of failures sure taking a lot of l's yeah and then and then and just like looking at the big picture and honestly and then once you start making money I think that kind of like chills you out a little bit. You're like, money helps. A yeah, lot. money helps a lot. Yeah. Right. So yeah, the answer is uh, money. <laughs> <laughs> money keeps me grounded. Keep some in your bank account. You'd well, be because honest, okay, yeah. I'll put it like this though, because there's so many different ways of making money in entertainment. But we were able to make money by finding our audience, mm-hmm. and our audience kind of being like, keep going. Yeah, we'll yeah. Keep, like we're gonna keep buying tickets to your shows, and that that's kind of validation for us to like, like for you to keep doing your videos for sure, you, and then for me to keep writing new jokes that my audience fucks with. And I've said this before, I'll do shows where sometimes people don't fuck with my my style of jokes. They don't. It's not their cup of tea. But my people fuck with them, so that's what kind of keeps me grounded. Is I think having found my audience, yeah, and not letting LA. Um, what do you call it? Uh, dictated. Dictate exactly. So that was a good question. You want to add anything to that? I uh, just kind of piggybacking off the um, relying on your audience. Well, in our case, especially in my case, um, I kind of double down on my craft or my skill set. So just going in with that confidence that you you're very aware of how good you are it kind of helps you move a little different in like a space like LA. That's dope. Okay. So here's a, um, here's a cool, here's another one from Brenda. And then we'll move on to the other, cause we, uh, we got a lot of dope questions. This is kind of exciting. You know what I mean? <laughs> Getting all these questions. You're giddy, okay. Man. So another one, here's one more from Brenda. Cause she asked like four or five. I just want to, um, Damn, Brenda. Yeah. Yeah. Shout but she's, Brenda's been a, Brenda's like, shout out to Brenda. Very supportive. I know for a fact she's been to a lot of overachiever shows at the DC Improv, so I really appreciate it. That's why I'm going to give her two joints. So Dope. this one's cool. She goes, um, Bo, you are now cuffed. Tell us your success story. How does a shy guy come out on top? Do you have any wisdom to share with your BFF, Amini? Any advice for your listeners? Please drop a serenata mix for those of us that dream big. Interesting. So... She says, uh, how does a shy guy come out on top? Well, just um, developing confidence. Um, mm, I like that. Yeah. I guess in my case, it just... Is it fair to say that you're an overachiever? Cue <laughs> <laughs> horns, bro. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much. Because um, 
I guess do, doing the shows for so long, um, me being very like kind of going back on the LA thing, being comfortable with my skill set, all of that kind of like trickles down to you know your confidence kind of you know taking a level up, boost you up a little bit. So yeah, yeah, like I'm, I guess I'm more confident with approaching women. I yeah. What was the other part of the question? In. Um, something about a mix. Oh, a mix, and then she's. Oh, do you have any advice for me? For her? Do you have any wisdom to share with BFF Amini? Any advice for your listeners? Oh, for you? Yeah. Um, no, nah, you're doing good, bro. You, you, you've been you've been doing all right for yourself. Yeah, I'm guys for who I'm are gonna... listening, ladies. All right, listen, <laughs> I'm doing fine. All right, my love life my love life is intact. Plus, Martin's the kind of guy where if I give him advice, he make a joke out of it. <laughs> And I'm not gonna put myself in that situation right now. What was the time I was making fun of you because you gave me advice? It was a one. It was every, after- every single time I give you advice. Oh, uh, this was like four years ago when I broke up with my uh, my little my Pakistani joint, like mm, four or five years ago. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And it was like I was like super in love, and then I remember <laughs> just being heartbroken. And then Bo was like, "Don't worry, bro." <laughs> I forgot what you said. I what, can't what, what remember. You, I yeah, can't remember. I was like, and at that time. Bo didn't have a girlfriend, and there was he was nowhere near having a girlfriend. I was like, "What do you know?" Like getting advice from someone who hasn't been in a relationship in years. I think a joke came from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. So you're welcome. Yeah, that was a that was yeah. Getting advice from people who don't know what they're talking about is a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's such it's such a like. I'm like, dog, you know nothing. <laughs> it's, See? Like, it's like Donald Trump trying to tell us like what to do right now. It's like, bro. <laughs> worry, about your, worry about your hair. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even trust your hair, let alone you. All right. That was a question from Brenda. Thank you, Brenda. Thank, thanks, Brenda. All right. Here's the... Uh, let's move on to the... These are the questions submitted through Instagram. Oh, nice. So this one is from uh, Brain Trauma 4 He said, if everyone in Africa is black, how do you profile? How do they profile? <laughs> <laughs> So I would say by we have to uh, let's turn to our Africa correspondent <laughs> DJ Bo. So I uh, speaking for Cameroon, we they'll do it by like um, size of goats. No, <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, of course goats than that man. It'd be like what 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 kind of car this person's driving. Um, but there's also like a lot of ethn- ethnicity driven. Um, biases so like what whatever village you're from you might have like a bias that you know they're from like the port part of town so yeah like it, it it'll be more so a classism thing yeah and um yeah i think a good way to do that would be by 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 what kind of car you drive what kind of house you have mm. so it it's more classes than classism yeah i like that good answer Good answer. I just got a phone call and it fucked up my whole shit. My bad. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's okay. All right. That was good. Um, this one's from Thomas, Thomas Manji. Uh, what is Bolivia's response to COVID-19? <laughs> 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 I'm assuming uh, in this, he's concerned about the Bolivian people because I think Thomas is Bolivian. Um, and for the listeners, I'm half Bolivian. I would say uh, Bolivia's response is just... Um, Doing cocaine, I think you have to go Ooh. back to your roots. Interesting. And in your time of need, uh, there's an abundant amount of coca leaves available. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, cocaine mixed with like hanging out with llamas 
will be the remedy. I could be very wrong because I never went to science school, but I feel like Bolivians, they are naturally chill people. So I don't see them having problems with staying in the house. They're usually house bodies. They take a lot of Bolivians by nature, take a lot of naps. If there was an Olympics, I feel like Bolivians <laughs> would place gold in naps. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're like, yo, this is, this is a thing for real. Oh, bro. Like I think in South American culture, yeah. naps are huge. Interesting. Yeah. Like Latin, Latin community. We love naps, naps and tea time. Bolivians love tea time. Mm. When I was in Bolivia, we used to have tea time at 5 p.m. Well, isn't that like in, um, I, th- I know Europe does it as well. Like back home, we used to take naps. I think only Americans don't like to nap. Yeah. Which I think like would really help. I think this uh, quarantine has has really made Americans experience that Latin out. culture. Yeah. Niggas need to chill out. Um. All right. That was a, that was a cool <clears throat> question from Thomas. Thank you, Thomas. Um, this one's from Emily. Uh, what are your plans since you basically can't do DC improv or travel right now? Shit. Uh, do podcasts in my Toyota. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's really all we got right now. Um, Pretty much. It's hard to, um, it's hard to make plans right now. It's hard to, uh, a lot of the way I write jokes is by performing, but I've been able to tweet a lot. Yeah, your Twitter's been fire lately. I've been doing, you know, it's been. I've been keeping my 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 comedy brain alive by okay. tweeting things. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, when the DC Improv is is back, I'm gonna be in that joint cooking. You know, we're going. Our shows are. I, I really do feel like our shows are going to be a lot bigger after this whole situation because I feel like yeah. the streets are waiting. Yeah, and I feel like I'm gonna come out ten times funnier. I feel like there's a correlation between my funny funniness and how broke I am, and I'm at a, I'm at an all time brokeness, so I feel like my jokes are gonna be fire. <laughs> how about you? What are uh, your plans? Yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a kind of sit back, practice my ass off as much as I can, just hone the skills, man. Because um, once this shit's done, I just want to hit the ground running again. Because like we 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 left at a very like we're we're at the peak of like our respective fields. So, it uh, I th- I think you know we don't have too much of a hurdle, I will believe, uh, coming back in the game. But yeah, I think us just taking the time to like, you know, plan things out, uh, prep, just make sure you know sharpening our skills, and uh, once once she gets back, yeah, in, I went I went and bought a cold brew from Trader Joe's today. I I drank that shit after like not having iced coffee, cold brew for like three weeks or maybe yeah. a month. Son, I feel like I'm on crack right now. I was like, yo, Bo, let's make this podcast happen because, yo, I'm ready. I was talking about all types of things. I was like, man, we're going to open up a, a club restaurant after this, and we're going to do all types of things. <laughs> so I'm hyped, man. You know? Um, thank you for that question, Emily. Next question. This is from E underscore B-E. Uh, is your dad back in the States? Um Yes, yes, my dad is back. Is your phone okay? Yeah, my mom was calling. Yeah. Uh, yes, my dad is back in the States. He came back uh, three weeks ago. I think I talked about this a little bit. Um, when he came back, I was very happy, naturally, because Iran is very affected by the virus. Unfortunately, America is even more affected, it seems like. But, um, yeah, what was concerning was, like, they didn't, they just took his temperature and that was it. 
And um, I was like, oh, that's not good. But we're, I think, almost three weeks into quarantine. Three weeks. Yep. So far, none of us have symptoms. Thank, you know, thank God we're, we're doing the best we can, not trying to uh, annoy each other. And I think, I think we've been doing a pretty good job. And oh, I think we have a lot of work ahead of us as far as like, I think two more months. June first, I, I'm, I'm hearing. I don't yeah, know. it's gonna be a long time. <laughs> so we're trying to get, com- you know, we try, yeah. you know, it's gonna make us stronger. I, I'm putting a lot of. It's not easy, you know. Every day, it really does feel like I don't want to like diminish the jail experience, mm-hmm. but it really does feel like you locked up because, like, you got that like your. Is I read an article how like it might be easier for artists to adapt to financial crisis, mm-hmm. but it's harder for us to adapt to being quarantined in your house. Yeah. Like that's part of the biggest obstacle is like not being able to leave. But the being broke part is like, we might be able to, and I, I think there's some truth in that. <clears throat> so yeah, pops is back so far. No beef. So we're good. Thank you for that question. Um, this one's from Hayden, Hayden underscore Julian. Uh, who is your idol? Um, Bo, you want to go first on who's your idol? My idol? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, on the DJ tip, I would say Jazzy Jeff. And shouts out to him, too. I think he just came off pneumonia. Like, he was just going through some pneumonia and shit. But he just tweeted today that he's doing good. So, like, whole DJ, you know, community is, like, riding for him. But Jazzy Jeff, that's that's the dude. Grew up on him. Um, what if you met him? Would you poop your pants? I'll probably act the same way I acted when I saw Andre. Oh. Like, oh. <laughs> did we talk about this? No, I don't think we did. I tweeted it. Oh, yeah, you did. So, I don't know, like a month ago. It's so crazy how, like, how <clears throat> one month ago, how things were so good. <laughs> things were, dog, we were literally in LA in, like a month ago. Yeah. Not in my car. We're, like, parking my car outside of a restaurant to go get lunch. We walk out the car. I'm putting money in the meter. And Bo's like, bro, bro, <laughs> look to your right. That's Andre 3000. I'm like, what? Andre 3000. <laughs> I'm like, where? He's like, right there. Right there. And at the time, Andre was just having lunch outside with one other person and no one else was around. Yeah. I was like, bro, he's by himself with someone else. Let's go say hi. He's like, no, no. Well, I mean, I got to respect like his personal space and... Him having lunch, I, I didn't want to be, like, intrusive. Yeah, no, know? I get it. I understand, but if if I saw who would be the equivalent for me, like Chappelle. Chappelle or Burr. Yeah, yeah. like Chappelle. <clears throat> Burr, eh, I don't know if I'd approach Burr, only because I, I feel like he's made it public how he doesn't <laughs> like it when people, like, come up to him. Right. Um. But with Chappelle, be like, yo, I'm from Silver Spring, blah, 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 D.C. I feel like there's some, like, whatever. Sure. And he still might carry me, but it's fine. Uh, well, I don't care about, it's not about me in that situation. Like, yeah, I, I, got, I got. I, got, I would try to get the pick, bro. <laughs> I mean, Life's short. Yeah, but anyway. But I saw him. I, I, I'm happy with it. Yeah, I was like, yo, you want me to say something for you, bro? I was like, nah. And then, um, food. all right, so uh, my idol um, I would say uh, I probably at this point I still look up to Jay Z a lot. Mm. I like the way he moves. I like his. I grew up on his music, but I'm even more proud of the the things he's done outside of his music career up until now. So I think, um, in this business, I think it's very 
challenging to to keep growing sure. even after your artistic career in which i think he's been able to do and still put out music on a very high level at his age is makes it very um uh things are promising there's potential to to do well into your fifth going into your 50s sure so that's what i look at when i see jay-z he's still cool and almost hitting 50 so i think that's dope um next question is from austin so austin one of uh, my childhood friend he he asked uh did you have to help bo get a girl oh my god or was he able to do it solo (laughs) (laughs) come on austin fuck man well i guess you guys haven't talked about your new girlfriend no this is news for the whole podcast the podcast has not heard you ever have a girl in fact a lot of people were questioning your sexuality that's what i was getting. that's fine but you know (laughs) (laughs) can a nigga live (laughs) all right so did you have help bo no i had no help all right i think i surprised you too like I know, I was like, she's like, I'm like, wait, a girl? When I brought her over, and you're like, why is this Asian person in my house right now? <laughs> during the quarantine. Yeah, during the Wuhan, the Wuhan flu, bro. You out here bringing Asian people? <laughs> nah, but you know, I, I, I was respectful by not saying anything. Yeah. I could have, but I didn't. I was being very nice, because I know you don't have sex a lot, so... Come on, like, man! You, you gotta, you gotta stop doing. <laughs> doing what? Stop! You know what? I'm not. I'm not even gonna. Just play say this it. Game. I'm not gonna play this game. With okay, you. don't play the game. <laughs> Fine, don't play the game <laughs> on the podcast that we're doing for our, for the for the fans that, who needs content because they're on lockdown. <laughs> Have some heart and, and and play the game. All right, so so you were able to do it solo. How'd you do it? How'd you get her? Um. Oh, so we. I had no I had met her like years a couple of years ago. Interesting. But we had just kind of kept in contact through IG. I was always like shooting my shot here and there and she keeps What's saying, your what's your no. definition of shooting your shot? I'll ask her out and she'd be like no. Like straight up like that? Yeah, straight up. And she yeah. said she said she said no a bunch of times. How um, would you like to <laughs> go but, out on the night of the town? I but take eventually, you. Eventually, I guess uh my persistence kind of worked in my favor i don't know she said yeah on valentine's day which wasn't on purpose by the way it just so happened interesting but then we we had breakfast and then from there she doesn't have any other options on valentine's day who does she hit up i don't (laughs) but listen i'm happy for you i think i'm sure all the listeners are very happy that you finally found someone that treats you nice you know we all know bo's a nice guy yeah. And he deserves a nice girl. And so I hope this one works out. So for Austin, he did it on his own. All right, Austin. Next time call and ask me that question. Yeah. Um, This one is from Bridget. So Bridget asks, <clears throat> what's the first thing you're going to do when you're allowed out? So what's, Bo, what's your first thing you want to do? Huh. That's a tough one. Let's just say we have to put a date on it. Okay. When's the date you think will be estimated time will Hopefully be Hopefully June 8th, because that's my birthday. So you think June... I'm hoping for it. June 1st, maybe? Yeah, sometime early June, just so I can like, be outside. I think that's birthday. realistic, right? June? I, it's, but then it's hard, it's hard I, to know. I don't know. I want to say I think so, but then I'm just seeing the, the report on Korea going through a second wave. So I don't know. But I will hope for June, oh, just because it's my birthday. 
And um, I want to... Three more mo- I can't take more than two months. <laughs> this is like... We're like, day 110. <laughs> Another episode in the car. <laughs> please. Please. <laughs> help us. We have nothing to talk about. All uh, questions have been answered. <laughs> I'm going to go to a Korean barbecue. Korean barbecue? Ooh, yeah. I like that. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. With your Asian girl? <laughs> she's, she's Vietnamese. <laughs> she's so already influencing you. <laughs> oh, my God. I think I want to go to Korean barbecue. Like, why, why do you talk like that? <laughs> why do you talk like that right now? Like, this is the way I always talk. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Oh, oh, man. Talk about cultural appropriation. Oh, shit. What about you? <laughs> Where are you going to go? Dog, I... I need to get back on stage, man. Yeah. It might sound selfish or whatever or ego, but it's like, I mean, talking on this phone to the people listening, I mean, and you guys submitting questions, it really does help because then it allows me to, you know, talk shit and possibly get some jokes out of this conversation. But uh, there's nothing that replaces the live experience. And I think like, you know, not to get all sappy, but... You know, doing comedy for almost eight years now, it's a huge part of, like, my identity. Yeah. Even, like, you know, don't know if the news is going to get even more sad, but, like, I've decided I'm just going to keep keep telling jokes no matter what happens <laughs> because uh, I don't know how to do anything else. Yeah. Like, I've been posting memes on Twitter. I've been posting jokes, stand-up clips. I'm like, yo, that's really... My, what I can contribute to society, if I can, you know, make y'all laugh, let me just do that. Yeah. And I'm just going to continue to keep doing it. Especially now that I'm more broke than I've ever been. So I feel like that brokenness Ooh. has inspired me to become even funnier. Because to me, as sad as the situation is, it's almost kind of funny to me. <laughs> It's funny how bad things are. Yeah. Like, duck. Like, how did this happen? <laughs> yeah. We were just, we were so good a month ago. Just sold out show. Ago. Bank account was looking good. You know? <clears throat> now we out here jobless. <laughs> I had to file for unemployment. I was like, oh, I didn't know this was going to happen. I was like, gee, yeah. gee, gee, willikers. <laughs> this one caught me off guard. But, um, yeah, I mean, overall, um, Comedy is what's going to be the thing. And I honestly think comedy is going to be back stronger than ever. Oh, 100%. I think so. So, yeah, 100%. I'm looking forward to getting back to like the live performances and doing like small shows, big shows, the whole thing. I don't know about parties on my end. It's going to be, that's what I'm really interested to know. Yeah, you know, I'm, how are the parties like- going to respond? I feel like people will be wanting to be jo- like celebrate the fact that they could go out. Yeah, but I don't. I think I'm gonna but, go out to parties more. You think so? I think so. No, oh, you never go out. Well, to because parties. I think because I mean I'll share it with the audience. I mean I, I'm not gonna be living in L.A. when this is all over because, a, um, I don't want to pay rent when I'm quarantined, so I, I decided to move out. But secondly, like. I don't know what's going to happen to the L.A. comedy scene because um, there's so many people that are going to be unemployed in L.A. Not that it's not going to be in D.C. area, but I feel like D.C. will be a little bit better because 
there's a lot of government workers, and I think they're all they're almost guaranteed work. Right. Whereas in LA, there's a lot of like artists old, and old servers and bartenders yeah. and like a lot of like people like me who are pursuing comedy or music, who are kind of like in situations where it's like, yo, there's no there's no opportunities because that shit's gonna be dried up. So I said, let me um fall back from LA, let that shit rebuild. When this is all over, let the dust settle. Word. And then I'll come back maybe in the winter time and get like an even bigger spot, like get a nicer spot where I could like move in. Maybe we can get a house and where we have space to do things like live podcasts, shows, maybe do the whole thing, pool parties, you know, um, that's what I, that's what, you know, that's where I see things going. Okay. Let me answer a few more questions. Um, all right here we go martin you are the son of two immigrant parents bo you yourself are an immigrant you're both big dreamers and, and incredibly ambitious how do you two balance the needs of your family and your own need of finding a fulfilling life do either of you go through feelings of guilt, of not doing enough, of leaving people behind while in pursuit of your dreams? If so, how do you push through? I know this is pretty deep, but these are perfect times to reflect. Yeah, damn, that's a good one. Go first, Bo. Um, I definitely feel a lot of guilt because um, I'm the oldest of three boys. So there's a little bit of added pressure pressure on me to kind of provide for my family because my dad's not here too he moved back home where's home cameroon oh yeah so yeah that i mean i kind of went through it about this time last year even i was about to go back to school oh yeah tell the uh audience what was going on and who who how did you decide not to go to college what were you gonna say who, who did what i said who who influenced <laughs> you not to go to college <laughs> Who told you to put you're the books down? Shit. Oh my god. What? Um, what did I, dude, I don't understand what you're saying. Whatever. I don't get it. Why are, you, why are you reacting the way you're reacting? Tell the audience. All right. So, this time last year, um, I was just being reflective on just like, you know, being at this point in my life and like I don't enjoy being broke. Um, cuz for a good amount of times, I had to like reach out to my younger brother just to like help me out with you know, paying certain rents. And, like, that shit was fucking with me. Um, it got to a point where I'm like, you know what? I need to go back to school just to, like, make money. Because you're tired of being broke. I was just, yeah, I got to, I think I just reached my tipping point with it. So I consulted with Martin about the decision. No, I don't think you did. I think you told me after you decided. I, well, I had decided, but I, like... You I, had already enrolled. Because I talked... I talked it out with you and my sister after I started taking the classes. Because, like, I had already made the decision that I'm going to do it. Um, but but talking to you and my sister, y'all kind of, like... I think your sister wanted you to go to college. No, she, she, she said, do what you feel like you're going to put all your energy into. Mm. Which is pretty much what she... Well, in your case, you were more like... Um, you're an idiot. Why would you go to college after doing after being a DJ in DC for six years? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Why would you spend money on college and then thinking that's gonna help you win? Yeah, like you you kind of um, brought about the, uh, the the debt I was gonna put myself into. 
which not just debt but then it's like that makes puts more pressure on you getting a job after yeah and then it's like yo having a job and being a dj is not easy yeah i mean it it wasn't but like at, at that time like i didn't have a car i didn't i was like you know i just wasn't making money like she was really fucking with me so yeah. that, that that was like the in, instinct to you know listen to my parents for once and like go back to school so like yeah you do get that added pressure of like my my mom's always in my ear about going to finish my degree. I mean, especially immigrant parents. Immigrant 100%. parents are going to want you to go play it safe, which makes a lot of sense because they sacrificed a lot for you to you know have a better life, and then yeah. you become a fucking DJ. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's where the guilt comes in. You like, idiot. Yeah, that shit is. But you know, when you do shows that sell out monthly, and you're able to like off just DJ money. And this all kind of happened last year. Yo, it's, um, it was pretty... Re- like, all our success has honestly been more recent. Yeah, very I feel like recent. I feel like from the outside looking in, maybe in the comedy community, people always looked at us like we were doing good. But, like, honestly, it wasn't for the past six months where things were really starting to pick up. Yeah, because, like, I, I was now able to pay my car note, pay my expense fees to LA and back, still cover my rent, and still have money to, like, just live my life. So I was able to like do all that. With kind of DJ the dream, money. yeah. Which is like when we were I li- living. The, we were literally living the dream, flying to LA. Lived me in my case, living in LA. Yeah, dope spot. But, um, yeah. I mean, to finish. What was it? Sorry, to, what was you saying? Like, um, all that to say, it just took some perseverance and like good people around me, um, for me to kind of see the light. I think you need that. You just need good energy around you sometimes. Cause, so are you saying the good energy around you is... Oh, my God. Is what, no, yeah. I'm just trying to help you finish the statement. So the good energy around you would be, in this case... My sister. Oh. Well, yeah. And who else? And, and my girl. You just met your girl. You guys just started dating <laughs> two weeks ago. Doesn't matter. God damn it. <laughs> I never get any credit. Okay, so... For me, it's similar, but a little bit different. The guilt came, like, maybe my earlier years mm. when I was kind of, like, dependent on my, my father was helping me a lot financially in the first years of comedy. Um, I had just stopped. I think my dad just didn't want me to sell drugs. <laughs> so he was, like, being very supportive of my comedy career. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, maybe, like, four or five years into it of, like... Just being super broke and things slow very slowly happening it was a it was a very shitty feeling and then um it it took a lot of time for me to be like, well, you know eventually I'm gonna have to look out for everyone once I'm on, you know. And I'm not even there yet, but I could see the I could see the like the light, you know? That's yeah. what makes this whole pandemic situation so like I was like, damn man, I was just getting ready to be in a position where I could like help out help like put my family in situations where they're good. You know, and uh I, that's always gonna be the plan that's always been the plan. Yeah. Become successful and then, you know, give back to your family and put them in better situations to succeed. And uh yeah, I mean, there's definitely guilt, but one thing I learned is um, you can't help your family unless you help yourself, and that's something I learned early on. Um, 
And there's times when I wish I was a better uncle, you mm-hmm. know, spending time with my nephew and nieces. But I do feel like in the bottom of my heart, one day when my nephew and nieces is old enough, where they're in a position where they want to like do things with their life, whether it's pursue whatever job, I'll be in a better situation to help them out with mm-hmm. the people I have met in my entertainment life. So I always feel like my hard work eventually will pay off. And yeah. It'll go back towards the family. Because in, in a way, like, I'm the one taking a lot of the risk. But, you know, the higher the risk, the more reward. So I wouldn't recommend another family member to do comedy or become a DJ. No. But if they were to, we'd be in a position to kind of help them. For sure. Like, if you had, like, a little brother or DJ or, like, a little cousin that wanted to become a DJ, like, off top, he's going to be in a situ- way better situation than anyone else. No, 100%. Because my, my niece already, like, kind of, she wants to do that. <laughs> yeah. So so there you go. And it's yeah. like, I got I got homies that want to do comedy. Mm-hmm. Shit. First two months of doing comedy, they're doing the DC Improv. Yeah. No, that's a real thing. <laughs> so yeah. I'm already kind of seeing the, the, the fruits of my labor going back to people who I, I care about. So for me, that's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. And that's what it's always been about. Not just giving back to my family, but giving back to the community, which is, you know, not just Latin or Middle Eastern. It's just like where I grew up. And which is honestly, ironically, I think that's what's going to be the result of this current crisis that we're in. I think we're going to see a lot more um, classism Mm. uh, as a result of this. You know, I think we were already headed there before this, but I think this is what's going to really. It's going to make it blatant. Blatant. Yeah. Because I think people are going to go from from poor to broke. Yeah. You know? I just got out of brokenness. Three months removed from broke. Right back to broke. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm already... I'm kind of comfortable. Not like... I'm not um, complacent. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably more ambitious than I've ever been. You've just been here before, so you know I've been move. here before. Yeah. I'm not going to freak out yet. Yeah. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a fir- a, the first two months of um, getting out of jail to really see what happens. <laughs> it, it won't be yeah, until the first few months. It feels like well, it it, well. you know, it's gonna be the first few months that is going. That's when I'll probably freak out. Is like when we do a show, mm-hmm. and and, and <laughs> God forbid, people just don't come. <laughs> then I'll be like, oh okay, uh, <laughs> we're fucked. <laughs> But nah, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I really feel like there's always going to be like a demand for good comedy. And I, I really do mean it. I feel like this shit is making me funnier than I've ever been. Unfortunately, because of uh, I thrive in sadness. And uh, I think uh, I think my listeners at this point gets it. Because there's two types of people, you know, people who like who can't handle, you know, tough situations and the others who who step up and thrive, you know. Yeah, and we the we the overachievers, dog. Fight or flight, baby. Fight or flight, baby. Fighting, baby. You know, Bo is in the in the village of Cameroon fighting goats. <laughs> you know, what I mean, you think you think this is anything for him, bro? Yo, we would roundhouse roundhouse a, a goat in the face. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uppercut, real life shit. <laughs> and that's why he's 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 very. That's why he's complacent now because he this ain't nothing. Yeah, he ain't scared, and y'all shouldn't be scared either because you got the overachievers. <laughs> every week <laughs> giving you this content <laughs> live from the Toyota RAV4 oh man 
But that was a good, that was a good, you know, episode of just great questions. Amazing questions. You know, um, I think we're going to do, I got one more question. Mm, This is from Javier Vodka. He goes, uh, what are your thoughts on the Kill Tony podcast? Are you familiar with the Kill Tony podcast? I'm not. Um, they got a podcast. is a uh, Tony Hinchcliffe, mm-hmm. um, Jeremiah Watkins, I believe, is in it. Uh, they have a show every Monday at the Comedy Store. Okay, it's like um, <clears throat> L.A. comics who are regulars at the Comedy Store, and then they have like a special guest, like Jeff Ross or any celebrity comedian comes in, and open mic comedians okay. perform and do one minute performance and the the panel basically does commentary oh okay oh wow and they record it and film and put it out um i've never done it um but i i I like the idea of giving open mic comics a platform i like the commentary um i think it's cool man i think i think it's a cool time for new comics i feel like it's an exciting time for up-and-coming comics who, who just got their audience i think tony hinchcliffe earlier this year was um going on tour i know he opens for joe rogan a lot so yeah i I don't personally listen to uh the kill tony podcast but i respect what they're doing um i fucks with it anyone who's doing comedy at a high level you know uh i i I like it yeah um are there any podcasts you're listening to right now um i was just listening to the brilliant idiots oh yeah pretty much it andrew schultz Charlemagne the god shout to schultz our guy Young mm-hmm. Hezzy. I love to see the glow up. And then on the DJ tip, we have the road podcast. So like it's it's good for like some someone in the music industry to kinda like figure out how to move with the whole coronavirus um epidemic. So like they they give some good gems there if you're into music or in that lifestyle. Be some good to check out. Mm. Well, I wonder what advice do you have for the for the people at home who are not in the art community? Um well, <laughs> you're fucked, Moses. We have <laughs> no, to, no, no, you got nothing left. Give it up. <laughs> well, I mean, of course, you know, you got you got to take care of like the immediate like finance finances, like do the unemployment, like all these different grants that you can like reach out just to make money. But then also, you have a lot of free time that you n- didn't have before. I would take advantage of it to like I don't know, like learn a skill, do that. If you want to learn that guitar or like piano that you always wanted to like pick up. Um, catch up. I would learn how to shoot a gun because it's gonna get real crazy in the next three. Months. <laughs> yeah, Crime's gonna go up. Son. Mar- Martin began dark with it, but I get it though. Like it is, it is, it's very, it's it's kind of scary not knowing how people are gonna act. I think that's why I'm I'm more worried about as opposed to like the. Virus. You know how like you walk around, you might see like like gl- protective gloves and masks on the floor and shit, which I think is disgusting. You gotta throw that shit away. Sure, I feel like. In- Six months, we're going to be walking around D.C. and we're going to see, like, Helly Hansen jackets and phone posits just, like, <laughs> just, like, on the streets. Like, everyone's like, oh, shit. Mo was here. Now we not. Damn, Mo. Kill Damn, Mo. Mo. Kill Mo. <laughs> um, yeah, man. April Fool's Day has been canceled. So. Is it? Niggas are still going hard with it. Nah, I think we're the joke. <laughs> Everyone just trapped in their house looking out like it was all good just a month ago. Oh, man. But uh, thank you guys, man. This was uh, this was therapeutic. You know what yeah. I mean? I could do this almost uh, maybe every other day. You know? Really? Yeah. We'll do it every. I mean, as long as people come with the fresh questions. 
Um, I mean, you don't got shit else to do, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, but in, you know, for me, it's all about coming with some new stories. Yeah. Or oh, you got you got like talk your talk, like talk your shit. Yeah, that's I mean, your it's process. The whole thing. I mean, it's like it's a it's a it's a you know because I do have random thoughts a lot of times. Is like yo, like for one, like when this is all done, <clears throat> like what's going to happen when we see each other? Are we going to be like hesitant to dap each other up? Mm. Are we going to have like PTSD? Like if I know first thing if someone comes up to me like yo, so it's been a minute, three months. Like I know, and then they tries to go for the dap, I'm gonna be like. Mm. Mm. Let's go uh, elbow to elbow for a little bit, and let's uh, let's uh, not rush this whole touching. F- <laughs> you think you think that's why I got so rampant in Europe? Because you know, like they do the the, the kisses, they're a little bit more, you know, invasive of like your personal space. I don't know. It could have been that. I mean, just in general, Europe is a more close quartered uh, environment. Mm. Not a lot of space to move around. Just by nature. It's I'm more, curious as to why it's not here in Africa. Like, I, I'm hoping it doesn't get bad. Oh, I just read it's, it's in Africa. About to be in Africa heavy today. So Today? Today. It's about to hit Africa. Fuck. Yeah, so. Protect protect the goats at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. that's I'm, a, I'm really interested to see how people, how we um, behave after this lockdown. Yeah. You know what I mean? The romantic, idealistic side of me w- wants to think we're going to be united. We're going to be together. But the realist in me is like, this is going to be everyone for himself. That I feel like, and the only reason that is, is because of the economic climate. Mm. How so many people have lost jobs. Right. And I feel like there isn't, it's hard to contribute when you don't got money for rent and food, you see the you really see the dark side of people, and it's like yeah, you it's it's understandable, but it's just it sucks because from someone who who I grew up seeing like pink envelopes on the table, mom crying a lot, no money for electricity, like I know what that energy is, and, and I remember I was young when I was a little kid. Now as an adult. You know, filing for unemployment, it's like, yo, like, it changes you. And and I think if I, I think I'm able to handle it better because I've been doing, I'm an artist. Right. And like, that's kind of, it's like an unspoken thing. Like, yo, if you choose art, you, you know, you got, a lot. you got, you got, you got, you got to, you got to come, you got to make peace with that. Sure. Like, that's like rule number one, get used to being broke. Mm-hmm. And that was like my first four or five years of like, that was my training camp in my brain of like damn this shit i still haven't got famous yet like fuck and then you make peace with like whatever you end up like that's the un like the unwritten rules of that shit and i think what's different about this is like you got people who did everything right mm-hmm. worked hard went to college got a job pay their bills on time pay, pay their taxes and still getting laid off you're like fuck how we getting fucked we didn't do nothing wrong no bullshit that's where the, the 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 you know the divisiveness and the you frustration. know the be frustration it'll be a lot of because like people are gonna see like this veil of how government's supposed to take care of you just kind of like you know fall flat with you know this 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 is like nothing really helping 
you. Like, you're almost like you're for yourself. And then it's going to switch to survival mode, where I think that's the scary part. Yeah. Because once it gets gets into survival mode, like, you making the jokes about the gun, that shit becomes real. Cause then- Not 100%. But to end it on a more positive note, I want to remind everyone listening, you know, Martin Amini here, we got your back. If you're in the overachievers community, if you're in the army, we're all in this together. Yeah. You know, if you're rich and you're white and you're listening, we appreciate you. <laughs> we like you still. Kind of. But if you're broke, you're in, you're in this tough situation, you know, you're not sure what's going to happen. You know, listen, we feel you from the bottom of our hearts as, 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 as a broke boy, you know. We gotta, we gotta keep fighting. We gotta keep smiling, and we gotta find the little things to be able to laugh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I be laughing at the dumbest shit, but it's because I'm, I got so much shit that I'm going through. You know what I mean? That I didn't expect to happen because of this situation, but we're in it, so we have to do our best. Some days aren't gonna be good, right? We're gonna have like days that we're off. Yeah, that's okay. I got homies that, you know, don't respond to my text because they're do- they're going through their own thing. I get it. Can't take it personal. It's a traumatic time. This is an important time to don't think don't take things personal. Uh, you know, take care of your mental, but most importantly, man, wherever you can get a laugh in, yo, get that shit in, son. You know what I mean? Just because you're going through hard times doesn't mean you don't deserve to let it out. No. Right? No, not at all. We're here for you. Sure. We're here to answer your questions. We're here to make you laugh. We're here to, you know, um, put make fun of DJ Bo. I got and- good mix. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I got I got mixes on, uh, you know, on online. I do like IG live as well. So yeah, be I sure mean, to tune in. Just you yeah, know, please tune in to DJ Bo's live. I'm tired of him, you know, having less than ten people tune in, and it's uh, I be averaging like fifteen people, man. <laughs> so chill out, <laughs> yo, yo. He's like, I got fifteen people. I got fifteen whole people. Yeah, bro. But nah, I mean, like, real talk. It's it's. I feel like that's that's been kind of like our gift to this whole shit as DJs. We're able to like just switch up the live and like you know people just tune in and. You know, you get some music. Like, I, I, that's been helping me. I'm tuning. I, I get to hear DJs I couldn't hear for a long time because I be working when they working. So, yeah, um, yeah, man. But there's there's definitely content and just a lot of good shit out there. Just just try to keep your mind, you know, positive. And yeah, so I'm just sorry we all have to like go through this right now. Hundred percent. We got your back. We're going to keep doing this episodes in the car until um, my microphones from L.A. arrive. And because I'm on lockdown, I'm going to have hopefully a friend go to my apartment and pick up all my like podcast equipment. So I don't have to record these episodes on my iPhone. Um, If anyone has any uh, camera equipment they want to donate or let me borrow, let me borrow it so I could do this videos, Mm. you know, so y'all could see my face, my adorable. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway. Uh, we love you guys. Um, we can't wait to see you in person. But in the meantime, thank you for supporting the Overachievers podcast. Oh, no doubt. You know what I mean? Follow us on the Instagram, Twitter, um, and check out our merchandise on overachievershop.com. Yes, sir. See you guys in the next episode. Peace. Peace.